Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, welcome to the following on podcast in partnership with the ECB. I'm John Norman and today bringing you one of our archived lunchtime features from TalkSport 2's recent live and exclusive coverage of the West Indies against the England series. Today we go back to day two of the second test. Mark Nicholas speaking with Yorkshire's newly appointed interim director of cricket, Darren Goff. For more content like this, make sure you subscribe to the following on podcast but sit back for the next 25 minutes or so as Mark Nicholas speaks exclusively to Darren Goff. My guest Darren Goff, one of the great English bowlers and characters of English cricket who spent many years here at TalkSport, 13 years I think doing drive and working on the cricket as well and now has gone back to... Back to his roots, really, I think is the way to describe it. Goffey, your director of cricket at Yorkshire, the most obvious first question is, how are you enjoying life back on the other side of the fence? Yes, I'm enjoying it. Um, It's been a bit different to what I've been doing for the last 13 years uh, in a mainly um, um, football-dominant media, although obviously we are award-winning cricket. Uh, outfit as well uh, in fact double award winning cricket outfit aren't we so I've had a great time at TalkSport but this opportunity um, to go back uh, to Yorkshire um, was just too hard for me to turn down it was too big a pull I spent 15 years at Yorkshire over two spells and I enjoyed every minute of it well not every minute of it but most of it um, and I just could not turn it down, Mark, if I'm, I'm honest, even though I took over in the circumstances which I have. When you walk into the, the, the club for the first time and, and you sit down and you look at your playing staff, because in the end, playing results are what you're there for, um, organising the playing side of the club and getting results out of it, did you look around you and see some talent you liked? Yes, the coaches uh, that were there um, before I went in, obviously have got a squad together that's pretty good. I think it's lost its probably winning edge. And if you look at some of the talent we've got, um, we've got some terrific young talent, some wonderful young players. But they've got to start and achieve. And I think the biggest disappointment um, as a fan of Yorkshire cricket, looking from afar for many years, is but when you look at us 
in one day cricket, it's a huge disappointment how we seem to underachieve season after season, especially in the blast, where I think we've only been to two, possibly three finals days since it started. And for a county like Yorkshire, that's probably not good enough if we're going to be, if you're going to be really honest. Okay, so um, you, you, you're you're not over exaggerating the talent there. You're being realistic about it. Obviously, an immediate job would be getting the coaches right because we know that a lot of people lost their jobs in the fallout after the racism issue last year. And and so you had to reconfigure all that, didn't you? Well, that was difficult, firstly, Mark. I addressed that one. 16 people uh, losing their job was very, very difficult for me because I knew most of them personally. And I spoke to a few of them um, before I accepted, accepted the job I did. Um, and on a human level, I had huge empathy for them losing their jobs. So to come in... Um, and under the circumstances I did, which I had no decision in that whatsoever, was always going to be a difficult start. So the first thing I had to do to rebuild uh, and be part of the rebuild um, of Yorkshire was to put interim staff in place, which was never going to be easy because I saw a couple of articles, people saying, oh, they want to make it a more inclusive place and, um, and all this. Um, they should, there's plenty of coaches around the world um, who could come and do this job. Um, and I said, well, this is interim. They've got to be realistic here. An interim coach means they're coming in for a short period till we can go through the process. And it's not an easy process now. It's not like it was in the old days. We're different. It's going to be different. It's not ringing mate up and said, listen, do you want the coaching job? It's yours. <clears throat> How much do you want? How many years do you want? It's yours. You have to go through a proper interview process, a sifting process. And, and a blind process in that. And then you get to the decision that the best person should get the job. And that takes time. So the first thing I did was think, right, I need someone who I can trust, who's been around coaching for many years, who I know is a very good person. And that person I chose to lead it up to start with was Tim Boone. Now, Tim Boone uh, was my interim head coach, and we put a team together very, very quickly. Cookie Patel, fielding coach. Martin Spear is a Sebra College, and a lot of the players have come through that college. David Wainwright used to play for Yorkshire. Paul Shaw used to coach England women, a wicket-keeping coach mainly. Ryan Sidebottom came in. Steve Armisen were very helpful. He was excellent. Richard Waite, who's an assistant for the women's side at Yorkshire Diamonds. So I got these people in very, very quickly. And they settled things down very quickly, which needed. Because the players, obviously, Mark, the players were all over the shop. That first meeting, that first day, I, I was shell-shocked. The players were shell-shocked. A lot had happened in a very, very short period of time. And, and Yorkshire were in the news for all the wrong reasons on a daily basis. But you, okay, I, I'm, there's two things there. Let's stick with the coaching one for a second. You then, after the interim period, you then appointed Otis Gibson a vastly experienced international coach. Yeah, 80 applicants we had for the coaching roles. 8-0. Eight, 8-0. Zero. Eight, eight, zero. We had in total for the physio and head coach in S&C, and sorry, in S&C, we had, I think, over 180 applicants. Um, for board members, we've had over, I think, 350 applicants. It, it's still a club that people want to be part of. It's a huge cricket club. It's the biggest in the world. It's won the county championship, 32, drawn one. So 33 times... Um, in all, it's it's a huge cricket club, and um, we had all these applicants, and you have to go through the sifting process. Some big big names, Mark, did not make the shortlist to be interviewed. Who expected to be interviewed? They would have said, "Oh, I'm surprised he didn't get an interview." Well, he didn't have the job spec. 
I had to put the job spec in place. I had to do all that job specification myself. Uh, LECB helped a little bit. Um, and we put it out there. And people that didn't reach the job specification couldn't get an interview. In the old days, that's been partly wrong in cricket. They would, it wouldn't have mattered. You'd have bypassed it. Oh, you don't need that. You don't need that. You're a big name. You can have the job. We've done it all above board, all by the book, and it's and we got the right person. Otis Gibson would have been one of the first names on the sheet you could have picked as as an head coach. He's had hum, numerous experience coaching international teams. He's been assistant international, and he's done a great job. His last job with Bangladesh's bowling coach. Right, and obviously coach of South Africa, assistant coach West of Indies. England, coach West, of West Indies. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah good, great guy and a good appointment and a, and a master of the art of bowling, which is handy, isn't it? Who's the batting coach? Uh, we went down, um, I don't believe in having a batting and bowling coach, but they do fit into that. I call them assistant coaches because they've got to be able to coach in all formats. We went for Ali Maiden from Leicester. He used to be the assistant to Mark Robinson uh, with England women when they won the World Cup. He was the uh, Leicester Academy coach, um, and I've got him. He's a very, very good organiser. Now, Otis won't mind me telling you this, he's, but Otis is a very, very good coach. But one thing he's probably not as good at is organising. So old, Ali yeah. Maiden is my perfect man for, uh, to have at the side of Otis. Right. And then we went for Kabir Ali. Somebody right. who was very, very hungry, good. very impressive interview. Um, I played um, against him on numerous occasions. I don't think I played in the same... I might have played in the same team as him once with England. Again, I wanted to bring that one-day skill uh, to Yorkshire that's been missing for such a long time. And I think he's very good cricket brain, especially in one-day cricket, death bowling. So I brought him in as well. Very good. Good good crew. And let's just go back to the other point you were on a mo- moment ago. So the, the, there's this enormous shock... Um, running through the club after the trauma last year. Uh, the question is, Is has that now turned into a nice positive energy for the start of a new season? Um, yes, I, th- I think it has. There's still obviously going to be um, news. Uh, Yorkshire's a very newsworthy club at this moment in time, and there's stories all the time. Some of them are right, some of them are wrong. Uh, but I think what we want to do, it's going to take time to change everything we need to rebuild everything that is Yorkshire County Cricket Club, and that is the culture. Um, we want to make it a more inclusive place for everyone to be able to come, no matter what background you're from, rich, poor, or whatever nationality you are, to come and have the opportunity to come and play for Yorkshire, the biggest county. It's got to be inclusive for everyone, and we've got to create opportunities. We are trying our best never to forget what happened, because what happened uh, to Azim uh, wasn't right. And I think the club straight away came out and admitted they handled the whole situation badly. I think that's quite obvious to everyone. They handled the, uh, everything that happened badly. But it's now about trying to take the club in a new direction. It's a once-in-a-generation opportunity, Mark, um, to provide um, the model cricket club for everyone who's watching, every other cricket club. We can be forward-thinking in this. And every other cricket club, we're open in five, six years' time can look at Yorkshire and say, that's the way we want to do it. Okay, brilliant. Fascinating. Um, I might just come back to a, a section of that a bit later. Let, let's get on to onto the game now and, and the standards of first-class cricket in England and the problem you know, with opening batsmen and spinners particularly. I mean, have you had any... I know you've only been back for a short while, but you did work on the 100 for uh, Sky last year and you have kept a very close eye on the English game. Um, would you agree that standards have dropped a little and, and that it, it's a surprise that 
um, there isn't the quality of opening batsmen and spinners around? Or would you say that it's, it's simple, everything's drifted towards the shortest form and that's where you can make yeah. a real buck? Yeah, I, th- I think you're right there. I th- even when my uh, uh, children, now I call them children, the 27 and 24, even when they uh, were young, I saw a serious, serious change in the way youngsters went about their practice and the way they wanted to hit um, and now the shots they used to practice. Back in our day, it was get that bat outside in front of your uh, pad. High elbow. Yeah, high elbow and all that sort of stuff. Left side game. And now you see eight and nine-year-olds reverse sweeping, sweeping, because that's what they see on TV, the influence of the Big Bash, the IPL, the PSL, and the 100 now that's coming to English games. So, um, and when my son was with Essex, and he was a good player, um, good opening batsman, but he was very orthodox. He was very limited in the shots he played. He liked to play down the ground. He's good off his legs. He didn't really want to sweep. He didn't want to reverse sweep. He didn't want to get out. He didn't want to risk. But the problem is, if you can't play, they don't feel as though you can play the stronger format, which all counties see it now, is the one-day game. You're never going to make it as a first-class cricketer. And that's how I see it now. You've got to be mainly a one-day player to get a contract in the first place. Right. So how are we going to improve standards in the first-class game then? Well, you've got to get back to the basics. And if you look at some of the uh, coaches I've brought on board now, Tim Boone is going to be my um, senior performance uh, coach. He's a floating coach. I've created an extra uh, role uh, because he's been so impressive in what he's done. And he, uh, he applied for one of the jobs right at the end. He had no intention. He's a match referee. He had no intention of applying for a job. But in the end, he was fell in love with cricket again, being back at Yorkshire. And he applied for one of the roles. And I didn't think he was suited to that role he applied for. So I created a role because he was such an impressive uh, interview. And the board agreed totally, but we've got to have him there. And he takes the game and he helps them do the basics right. And it's getting them when they're 14 and 15 and teaching, but you've got to have a strong defensive game as well as being able to play a reverse sweep, a fine sweep and everything else that goes with it. And with Ali Maidin as well, who's also a good, very good technical coach, I think we've got the right mixture of coaches that should be able to help all our players from all the way through the pathway to the senior level. Did you, you worked on the 100 for Sky, as I just said. Did you like the 100? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I know that might upset quite a few people, uh, but I enjoy all cricket. And it's just another skill. Um, it's, 100, it's 100 balls. <laughs> There's no real different. I've said this at the time. It's just got a different title. It's the same as the the Blast. I love the Blast as well. What a competition. It's been great. I loved playing in it many, many years ago. But I also enjoyed working on the 100. Watching the women play before the men, that impressed me. The fielding standards in that were a lot better than I thought they were going to be at. Be at and it was exciting. Brilliant. And so what would you say to people, because I'm with you, love the 100. Yeah. And, uh, what, what would you say to people who say, well, you can't expect to improve technical standards in first-class cricket if you keep throwing all your energies and attention into the shortest forms of the game? Well, of course you can. And it, it, it's, it's, it's about getting the coaches right. Like, we've just been on pre-season, Mark, and we got Where? Where did you go? Dubai. Um, originally, Yorkshire normally only take probably 13 players, 14 players because of costs and five coaches they normally that goes. I took the old squad. I thought it was really important this year, but the old squad realised they've all got an opportunity to start with new coaches, a new um, MD of cricket, but they've all got an opportunity to start the season rather than just take, all right, we'll pick 14 and sorry about the other nine that can't make it. 
We took the old squad. Yes, it's an extra cost, but it gives it shows to everyone you've got an opportunity to start the season. It's a clean slate. And they all came out, and they were excellent. And it, we did totally red ball. We didn't touch a white ball at all for 12 days. And the reason is, the first six games at the start of the season are all red ball. Now, a few of the counties that were over there wanted to play us in one-day games. And I thought, well, what is the point? These guys have played so much one-day cricket. The first six games of the season are red ball. Let's just play red ball cricket. And Gloucester were totally on board with us. Credit to Gloucester. They were excellent. And we played two two two-day games against Gloucestershire. And they were very good practice. We didn't want to play any of the other counties in one-day games, which a lot of the other guys did. How many counties were out in Dubai then? Well, a few were out in Dubai and a few were out in Abu Dhabi. So um, I think Somerset, Lancashire, Essex, Gloucester, Yorkshire. Lancashire wanted to play us. And listen, to turn down a game against Lancashire at any point was, was very difficult for me to do. I wanted that opportunity. But they wanted us to play... Uh, in a one-day game, um, a day after we played, um, the day after we played a two-day game, after the guys had not played all winter, and I just thought it's not part of our preparation. Um, we're purely six games to go at the start of the season, which are all red ball. I thought it was important, but the guys got that under their belt. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Right, let's turn to spinners and pitches. Um, will you be giving instructions to your groundsman? Well, I'll leave that to Otis. I think he's going to meet them uh, this week. Um, as I said, I'm not going to be someone who's going to be on his shoulder and pecking away every two minutes. I want to put things in place. I've been in charge of. Um, I've got to be in charge of uh, sorting out players' contracts. I think we got 15 out of contract at the end of the season. I walked into that, but you, you know, I've got to sort out that out in the next six weeks. I've been sorting out just this morning our two. Our three overseas players for the blast. Um, I think I've got that done while I've been sat here doing the commentary in between. Are we, are we allowed to hear? 
not yet. Hopefully in another few days. Well, I can tell you one because it's the first thing I did on my second day. I signed uh, Harris Rauf. Um, he quick was, bowler from Pakistan, yes, and he is quick. Uh, he's quick, and the reason I signed him, it was probably a surprise to a lot of people. Yes, we'd done a partnership with Lahore Calanders, which was a great partnership to have for us, um, especially a club that had been charged with being institutionally racist, had just done a big partnership with a Pakistan, the main the team that has just won the PSL, by the way, now, since they've been in partnership with Yorkshire, the Lahore Calanders. And a bowler for them, Harris Rauf, and the reason we signed him is but he bowls 90 miles an hour plus and he pitches it up. The most important thing for a fast ball, he bowls at the stumps, and you've heard me say it numerous times when we've done commentary, <laughs> and he bowls at the stumps and he's fast. So I think he'll take wickets for us. Okay, and, and the, the um, whole idea of pitches that are homespun. Now, what I don't mean is deliberately preparing something that is you know, leading to a two- or three-day game that only suits your own bowlers. But is it reasonable to lean them towards your own strengths, do you think? Of course it is, and I think that's happened in cricket uh, for many a years. And people, again, who have heard us on commentary, Mark, and we've had these conversations. And groundsmen take it personally. I'm not having a dig at a groundsman when I talk about the standard of pitches of not being good enough. I don't think it's their responsibility. I think it is down to the coaches. I think it is down to directors of cricket who want the pitch to suit their team. And if you go to Somerset, let's, we all know what we're going to get. you go to Somerset, you need three spinners in your starting eleven. You go and play at Durham, you know you're going to need more seamers. Because that's just the way it is. Teams play to their strengths. So, so you don't think, in the wake of England's difficult winter, we should try to create better pitches for batsmen in games that go the distance so players have a better feel of what's required to Absolutely. play at the higher level? I do. But how are you going to get every county agreeing to that? I, I, I'm... A massive well, for well, that. Well, you could tell them. Yeah, you can tell if them. If you were running the well, game, you could tell whoever's them. going to be the new MD of cricket for the ECB, he, that's he his can job. Tell them. Right. He can tell them. Right. Because that's what I want. I want us to have good pitchers, create better bowlers. Because what we're seeing is... you still want heading to seam a bit, because that's, you know, it's indigenous, you know, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, of, of course. I think Edenley is one of them. What, do you know when we won the county championship way back in 2001, Mark? People won't realise, go back and look at the scores. We scored 500 or 450 loads of times, batting first at Edenley. People would not believe it. We scored over okay. 450, bowled the opposition out twice, right? That's how we won the games. Okay. We put pressure on them. And they were good pitchers. They were fantastic. So they did. if you batted well, you got runs. If you bowled well, you got wickets. That's how county first-class cricket should be. They shouldn't be flat, so the bowlers are not in the game. They shouldn't be like when we first started and there were no seam on the ball and Graham Mick and Steve James were getting 3,000 runs a year. They shouldn't be like that. But what they should be is create a good, even competition between bat and ball. Far too many times in county cricket, games finish in less than two and a half days. How can that be right? It How can that be, be right for anybody? Be. It can't be. And the only thing that matters in cricket, by the way, the only thing, it ain't formats, it ain't, it ain't, it, only that matters is the balance between the bat and the ball. You can play cricket for 10 minutes or for five days, and all that matters is that there's a balance between bat and ball. Um, okay, spinning. Uh, I mean, we haven't got any spinners in England other than, well, Jack Leach <laughs> is bowling tidy, but he's not a match winner. Um, what are we going to do about that? Well, um, at Yorkshire, we have got uh, Don Bess, uh, which we got from Somerset. Um, very competitive young man. Um, always wants to improve. He's just lost his place um, with the England squad. They've gone for Matt Parkinson this winter. So he's got a lot to prove early season. We've got Shutty, another um, off-spinner. Um, tall action. We've got a leggy and a left-armer, the Sullivan brothers. So we've got four at Yorkshire. 
and um, it would be nice if one of them can go on and have a successful long career with the county and take plenty of wickets. We have had good spinners in the past. We had a great one, didn't we, in uh, Phil Carrick. He was fantastic for many, many years. He was a good bowler. He was a good, good bowler, bowler for Yorkshire. He, he would love, love him as one does, Fergie. He wouldn't have pulled up trees in test cricket, no way. No, but he was excellent for first-class cricket. First he class did, yeah, good first-class bowler. Jack, Jack Leach-type performer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, very much a Jack Leach-type performer. And again, when games are finishing, Mark, in two and a half days, the spinner never bowls. So let's be straight about it. And that goes for sort of teams as well that prepare spinning pitches. I mean, games finishing... Two and a half days there, and it just yeah. dominates a, dominated by spin. But, and Jack but, Leach has probably got his place there in is the only, England team. There is only one that. ground that you, you'd say was categorically for spinners, and even that isn't what it was two or three years ago. Hampshire had a crack at it and got fined for a match that was drawn, by the mm. way. How about that? They got fined for an unreasonable pitch in the match. But, but you know, you, 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 <laughs> you, you've got to offer surfaces that encourage the type of bowling that you have to find the yeah. test match cricket. And they have to go the distance, man. So, no. so is the role of county cricket to feed the test match game or to survive as, or to survive as 18 separate entities? <laughs> wow, you put me on it there. Um, I, I'd like to believe we're developing cricketers for England. But Great answer. That's where I would like to believe. And I think Yorkshire have, have continued to do that for many, many years. If you count this winter alone, uh, we're in such a bad We've had five or even is it six players from Yorkshire have represented England this winter. In, if you put in the under-19s, we've got another two that represented England. So we've got eight or nine players this year alone have represented England. Yorkshire's a, a, a huge name. You just called it the, the biggest cricket club in the world. It um, is. Well, it's a big one. Um, <laughs> Messrs. Smith, Hutton, Graves, Lord Patel. There's a lot of noise out there. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, Yorkshire needs to get... It's been on uh, the front pages of national newspapers the last year for the wrong reasons, right? What we need to do is turn it around and get it on the front pages for the right reasons. Now, I cannot wait as the director of cricket, or MD of cricket, for the season to start. The players cannot wait for the season to start. They have worked their socks off. From the moment I walked in and the way they were feeling, I, I didn't think we were going to have a team come the start of the season. But they have been outstanding. I cannot thank them enough for the effort they've put in and the way they've come together in the last three months. And that's been with the help of the interim coaches. And now the new coaches are in place. A new physio starts... Uh, in two weeks. Our new S&C starts in next week. So everything's coming to place. Perfect timing for Yorkshire to have a successful season on the pitch. And let's, so I, I just cannot wait for it to start now and get rid of all that noise that's going on uh, around Yorkshire County. You, you've sort of answered my final question, actually. And I, I, it probably is still relevant in case you've got a slightly different take. What is your you know, ambition or wish for the summer? Um, to enjoy cricket to be part of a club that's moving in the right direction we're all being educated together we're all excited about the change that needs to be made in cricket in general and to build a culture that everybody can be proud of and everybody can follow that is the target for Yorkshire I'm not even talking about winning stuff it's purely for us to play exciting cricket terrific answer terrific chat you're a great man Mr Goff we wish you well you've taken on a big job but 
well, you have a history of making a success of things. Well, that's it for another edition of Following On. Thanks uh, for listening. And if you ever have any ideas for guests or have questions for uh, the likes of Steve Harmison or Neil Manthorpe, feel free to tweet me at Fulham John or via at cricket underscore TS. And uh, either I or one of the team will make sure that your questions are read out uh, on the show at the earliest convenience. Also, please take the time to leave a review. And if you're already a subscriber, then tell your mates to do the same. And if you want more content from the likes of Steve Harmson, then head over to his YouTube channel and tell him I sent you. Thanks for listening to Following On. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.